Section 51 of the Book of Household Management. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Book of Household Management by Isabella Beaton. Recipes. Chapter 23. Part 2. Roast Landrail or Corn Crake 1033 Ingredients 3 or 4 birds Butter Fried bread crumbs Mode Pluck and draw the birds Wipe them inside and out with damp cloths And truss them in the following manner Bring the head round under the wing And the thighs close to the sides Pass a skewer through them and the body, and keep the legs straight. Roast them before a clear fire, keep them well basted, and serve on fried bread crumbs with a tureen of brown gravy. When liked, bread sauce may also be sent to the table with them. Time, 12 to 20 minutes. Average cost, seldom bought. Sufficient. Allow one for a dish. Seasonable. From August 12th to the middle of September. The land rail or corn crake. The bird is migratory in its habits, yet from its formation it seems ill adapted for long aerial passages, its wings being short and placed so forward out of the centre of gravity that it flies in an extremely heavy and embarrassed manner, and with its legs hanging down. When it alights, it can hardly be sprung a second time, as it runs very fast, and seems to depend for its safety more on the swiftness of its feet than the celerity of its wings. It makes its appearance in England about the same time as the quail, that is, in the months of April and May, and frequents the same places. Its singular cry is first heard when the grass becomes long enough to shelter it, and it continues to be heard until the grass is cut. The bird, however, is seldom seen, for it constantly skulks among the thickest portions of the herbage, and runs so nimbly through it doubling and winding in every direction, and it is difficult to get near it. It leaves this island before the winter, and repairs to other countries in search for its food, which principally consists of slugs, large numbers of which it destroys. It is very common in Ireland, and whilst migrating to this country, is seen in great numbers in the island of Anglesey. On its first arrival in England, it is so lean as scarcely to weigh about five or six ounces. Before its departure, however, it has been known to exceed eight ounces, and is then most delicious eating. To dress a leverette. 1,034 Ingredients. Two leverettes. Butter. Flour. Mode. Leverettes 
should be trussed in the same manner as a hare, but they do not require stuffing. Roast them before a clear fire, and keep them well basted all the time they are cooking. A few minutes before serving, dredge them lightly with flour, and froth them nicely. Serve with plain gravy in the dish, and send to table red currant jelly with them. Time, a half to three-quarter of an hour. Average cost, in full season, four shillings each. Sufficient for five or six persons. Seasonable, from May to August, but cheapest in July and August. Broiled Partridge, a luncheon, breakfast, or supper dish. 1,035. Ingredients. Three partridges, salt and cayenne to taste, a small piece of butter, brown gravy or mushroom sauce. Mode. Pluck, draw, and cut the partridges in half, and wipe the inside thoroughly with a damp cloth. Season them with salt and cayenne, broil them over a very clear fire, and dish them on a hot dish. Rub a small piece of butter over each half, and send them to table with brown gravy or mushroom sauce. Time. About quarter hour. Average cost. One shilling sixpence to two shillings a brace. Sufficient for three or four persons. Seasonable from the 1st of September to the beginning of February. Partridge pie. 1036. Ingredients. Three partridges, pepper and salt to taste. One teaspoonful of minced parsley. When obtainable, a few mushrooms three-quarter pound of veal cutlet, a slice of ham, half a pint of stock, puff paste. Mode. Line a pie dish with a veal cutlet. Over that place a slice of ham and a seasoning of pepper and salt. Pluck, draw, and wipe the partridges. Cut off the legs at the first joint and season them inside with pepper, salt, minced parsley, and a small piece of butter. Place them in the dish, and pour over the stock. Line the edges of the dish with puff paste. Cover with the same. Brush it over with the yolk of an egg, and bake for three-quarter to one hour. Time. Three-quarter to one hour. Average cost. One shilling sixpence to two shillings a brace. Sufficient for four or five persons. Seasonable from the 1st of September to the beginning of February. Note. Should the partridges be very large, split them in half. They will then lie in the dish more compactly. When at hand, a few mushrooms should always be added. Potted Partridge 1037 Ingredients Partridges, seasoning to taste of mace, allspice, white pepper, and salt, 
butter, coarse paste. Mode. Pluck and draw the birds, and wipe them inside with a damp cloth. Pound well some mace, allspice, white pepper, and salt, mixed together, and rub every part of the partridges with this. Pack the birds as closely as possible in a baking pan, with plenty of butter over them, and cover with a coarse flour and water crust. Tie a paper over this, and bake for rather more than one and a half hour. Let the birds get cold, then cut them into pieces for keeping. Pack them closely into a large potting pot, and cover with clarified butter. This should be kept in a cool, dry place. The butter used for potted things will answer for basting, or for paste for meat pies. See coloured plate D1. Time, one and a half hour. Seasonable from the 1st of September to the beginning of February. Salmi de Perdri, or hashed partridges. 1038. Ingredients. Three young partridges, three shallots, a slice of lean ham, one carrot, three or four mushrooms, a bunch of savoury herbs, two cloves, six whole peppers, three-quarter pint of stock, one glass of sherry or Madeira, a small lump of sugar. Mode. After the partridges are plucked and drawn, roast them rather underdone, and cover them with paper, as they should not be browned. Cut them into joints, take off the skin from the wings, legs, and breasts. Put these into a stewpan, cover them up, and set by until the gravy is ready. Cut a slice of ham into small pieces, and put them with the carrots sliced, the shallots, mushrooms, herbs, cloves, and pepper into a stewpan. Fry them lightly in a little butter. Pour in the stock, add the bones and trimming from the partridges, and simmer for a quarter of an hour. Strain the gravy, let it cool, and skim off every particle of fat. Put it to the legs, wings, and breasts. Add a glass of sherry or Madeira, and a small lump of sugar. Let all gradually warm through by the side of the fire, and when on the point of boiling, serve and garnish the dish with croutons. The remains of roast partridge answer very well dressed in this way, although not so good as when the birds are in the first instance only half roasted. This recipe is equally suitable for pheasants, more game, etc., but care must be taken always to skin the joints. Time. Altogether, one hour. Sufficient. Two or three partridges for an entree. Seasonable. From the 1st of September to the beginning of February. Roast Partridge. 1039. Ingredients. Partridge. Butter. Choosing and trussing. Choose young birds with dark-coloured bills and yellowish legs, and let them hang a few days. 
or there will be no flavour to the flesh, nor will it be tender. The time they should be kept entirely depends on the taste of those for whom they are intended, as what some persons would consider delicious would be to others disgusting and offensive. They may be trussed with or without the head, the latter mode being now considered the most fashionable. Pluck, draw, and wipe the partridge carefully inside and out. Cut off the head, leaving sufficient skin on the neck to skewer back. Bring the legs close to the breast, between it and the side bones, and pass a skewer through the pinions and the thick part of the thighs. When the head is left on, it should be brought round and fixed on to the point of the skewer. Mode When the bird is firmly and plumply trussed, roast it before a nice bright fire. Keep it well basted, and a few minutes before serving, flour and froth it well. Dish it and serve with gravy and bread sauce, and send to table hot and quickly. A little of the gravy should be poured over the bird. See coloured plate D1. Time, 25 to 35 minutes. Average cost is 1 shilling sixpence to 2 shillings a brace. Sufficient, 2 for a dish. Seasonable, from the 1st of September to the beginning of February. The Partridge this bird is to be found in nearly all the temperate countries of Europe, but is most abundant in the Ukraine, although it is unable to bear the extremes of climate, whether hot or cold. It was formerly very common in France, and is considered a table luxury in England. The instinct of this bird is frequently exemplified in a remarkable manner, for the preservation of its young. I have seen it often, says a very celebrated writer, and an accurate observer of nature, and once in particular I saw an extraordinary instance of an old bird's solicitude to save its brood. As I was hunting with a young pointer, the dog ran on a brood of very small partridges. The old bird cried, fluttered, and ran tumbling along just before the dog's nose, till she had drawn him to a considerable distance, when she took wing and flew still further off, but not out of the field. On this the dog returned to me, near the place where the young ones lay concealed in the grass, which the old bird no sooner perceived than she flew back to us, settled just before the dog's nose again and by rolling and tumbling about, drew off his attention from her young, and thus preserved her brood a second time. I have also seen, when a kite has been hovering over a convey of young partridges, the old birds fly up at the bird of prey, screaming and fighting with all their might to preserve their brood. Partridges should be chosen young. If old, they are valueless. The young ones are generally known by their yellow legs and dark-coloured bills. Pheasant Cutlets 1,040 
Ingredients 2 or 3 pheasants, egg and bread crumbs, cayenne and salt to taste, brown gravy. Mode Procure three young pheasants that have been hung a few days. Pluck, draw, and wipe them inside. Cut them into joints. Remove the bones from the best of these, and the backbones, trimmings, etc. Put into a stewpan with a little stock, herbs, vegetables, seasoning, etc., to make the gravy. Flatten and trim the cutlets of a good shape. Egg and bread crumb them. Broil them over a clear fire. Pile them high in the dish, and pour under them the gravy made from the bones, which should be strained, flavoured, and thickened. One of the small bones should be stuck on the point of each cutlet. Time, 10 minutes. Average cost, 2 shillings, sixpence, 2 3 shillings, each. Sufficient for two entrees. Seasonable from the 1st of October to the beginning of February. Roast Pheasant 1041 Ingredients Pheasant, flour, butter Choosing and trussing Old pheasants may be known by the length and sharpness of their spurs. In young ones they are short and blunt. The cockbird is generally reckoned the best, except when the hen is with egg. They should hang some time before they are dressed, as if they are cooked fresh, the flesh will be exceedingly dry and tasteless. After the bird is plucked and drawn, wipe the inside with a damp cloth, and truss it in the same manner as partridge. Number 1039 if the head is left on, as shown in the engraving, bring it round under the wing, and fix it on to the point of the skewer. Mode. Roast it before a brisk fire. Keep it well basted, and flour and froth it nicely. Serve with brown gravy, a little of which should be poured round the bird, and a tureen of bread sauce. Two or three of the pheasants best tail feathers, are sometimes stuck in the tail as an ornament, but the fashion is not much to be commended. See coloured plate F1. Time, half to one hour, according to the size. Average cost, two shillings, sixpence, two, three shillings each. Sufficient, one for a dish. Seasonable, from the 1st of October to the beginning of February. The pheasant. This beautiful bird is said to have been discovered by the Argonauts on the banks of the Faces near Mount Ararat in their expedition to Colchi. It is common, however, in almost all the southern parts of the European continent and has been long naturalised in the warmest and most woody counties of England. It is very common in France, indeed so common as to be esteemed a nuisance by the farmers. Although it has been domesticated, this is not easily accomplished, nor is its flesh so palatable, then as it is in the wild state. 
Mr. Ude says it is not often that peasants are met with possessing that exquisite taste which is acquired only by long keeping, as the damp of this climate prevents their being kept as long as they are in other countries. The hens, in general, are the most delicate. The cocks show their age by their spurs. They are only fit to be eaten when the blood begins to run from the bill, which is commonly six days or a week after they have been killed. The flesh is white, tender, and has a good flavour. If you keep it long enough, if not, it is not much different from that of common fowl or hen. Brillat Savarin's Recipe for Roast Pheasant A la Saint Alliance 1042 When the pheasant is in good condition to be cooked, see number 1041. It should be plucked and not before. The bird should then be stuffed in the following manner. Take two snipes and draw them, putting the bodies on one plate and the livers, etc., on another. Take off the flesh and mince it finely with a little beef lard, a few truffles, pepper and salt to taste, and stuff the pheasant carefully with this. Cut a slice of bread larger considerably than the bird, and cover it with the liver, etc., and a few truffles, and anchovy and a little fresh butter added to these will do no harm. Put the bread, etc., into the dripping pan, and, when the bird is roasted, place it on the preparation, and surround it with Florida oranges. Do not be uneasy, Savarin adds, about your dinner, for a pheasant served in this way is fit for beings better than men. The pheasant also is a very good bird, and, imbibing the dressing and the flavour of the truffle and snipe, it becomes thrice better. Broiled Pheasant A Breakfast or Luncheon Dish 1043 Ingredients 1 pheasant, a little lard, egg and bread crumbs, salt and cayenne to taste. Mode Cut the legs off at the first joint and the remainder of the bird into neat pieces. Put them into a frying pan with a little lard, and when browned on both sides, and about half done, take them out and drain them. Brush the pieces over with egg, and sprinkle with bread crumbs with which has been mixed a good seasoning of cayenne and salt. Broil them over a moderate fire for about ten minutes, or rather longer, and serve with mushroom sauce, sauce piquant, or brown gravy, in which a few game bones and trimmings have been stewed. Time, altogether, half hour, sufficient for four or five persons. Seasonable, from the 1st of October to the beginning of February. The height of excellence in a pheasant. Things edible have their degrees of excellence under various circumstances. Thus asparagus, capers, peas, and partridges are best when young. Perfection in others is only reached when they attain maturity. Let us say, for example, 
melons, and nearly all fruits, we must accept, perhaps, the meddler, with the majority of those animals whose flesh we eat. But others, again, are not good until decomposition is about to set in, and here we may mention particularly the snipe and the pheasant. If the latter bird be eaten so soon as three days after it has been killed, it then has no peculiarity of flavour. A pullet would be more relished, and a quail would surpass it in aroma. Kept, however, a proper length of time, and this can be ascertained by a slight smell and change of colour, then it becomes a highly flavoured dish, occupying, so to speak, the middle distance between chicken and venison. It is difficult to define any exact time to hang a pheasant, but any one possessed of the instincts of gastronomical science can at once detect the right moment when a pheasant should be taken down, in the same way as a good cook knows whether a bird should be removed from the spit or have a turn or two more. To dress plovers, 1044. Ingredients, 3 plovers, butter, flour, toasted bread. Choosing and trussing. Choose those that feel hard at the vent, as that shows their fatness. There are three sorts, the grey, green, and bastard plover, or lapwing. They will keep good for some time, but if very stale, the feet will be very dry. Plovers are scarcely fit for anything but roasting. They are, however, sometimes stewed, or made into a ragot, but this mode of cooking is not to be recommended. Mode. Pluck off the feathers, wipe the outside of the birds with a damp cloth, and do not draw them. Truss with the head under the wing. Put them down to a clear fire, and lay slices of moistened toast in the dripping pan to catch the trail. Keep them well basted. Dredge them lightly with flour a few minutes before they are done, and let them be nicely frothed. Dish them on toasts over which the trail should be equally spread. Pour round the toast a little good gravy, and send some to table in a tureen. Time. Ten minutes to quarter hour. Average cost. One shilling sixpence. The brace, if plentiful. Sufficient for two persons. Seasonable. In perfection from the beginning of September to the end of January. The plover. There are two species of this bird, the grey and the green, the former being larger than the other and somewhat less than the woodcock. It has generally been classed with those birds which chiefly live in the water, but it would seem only to seek its food there, for many of the species breed upon the loftiest mountains. Immense flights of these birds are to be seen in the Hebrides and other parts of Scotland, and in the winter large numbers are sent to the London market which is sometimes so much glutted with them that they are sold very cheap. Previous to dressing, they are kept 
till they have a game flavour, and although their flesh is a favourite with many, it is not universally relished. The green is preferred to the grey, but both are inferior to the woodcock. Their eggs are esteemed as a great delicacy. Birds of this kind are migratory. They arrive in England in April, live with us all the spring and summer, and at the beginning of autumn prepare to take leave by getting together in flocks. It is supposed that they then retire to Spain, and frequent the sheep-walks with which that country abounds. To Dress the Parmigian 1045 Ingredients Two or three birds Butter, flour, fried breadcrumbs Mode The parmigian or white grouse, when young and tender, are exceedingly fine eating, and should be kept as long as possible, to be good. Pluck, draw, and truss them in the same manner as grouse, number 1025, and roast them before a brisk fire. Flour and froth them nicely, and serve on buttered toast, with a tureen of brown gravy. Bread sauce, when liked, may be sent to table with them, and fried bread crumbs substituted for the toasted bread. Time about half hour, sufficient, two for a dish. Seasonable, from the beginning of February to the end of April. The parmigian or white grouse, this bird is nearly the same size as red grouse, and is fond of lofty situations, where it braves the severest weather, and is found in most parts of Europe, as well as in Greenland. At Hudson's Bay they appear in such multitudes that so many as sixty or seventy are frequently taken at once in a net. As they are as tame as chickens, this is done without difficulty. Buffon says the parmigian avoids the solar heat and prefers the frosts of the summits of the mountains, for as the snow melts on the sides of the mountains, it ascends till it gains the top, where it makes a hole and burrows in the snow. In winter it flies in flocks, and feeds on wild vegetation of the hills, which imparts to its flesh a bitter, but not altogether, an unpalatable taste. It is dark-coloured, and has something of the flavour of the hare, and is greatly relished and much sought after by some sportsmen. To Dress Quails 1046 Ingredients Quails, butter, toast Mode These birds keep good several days, and should be roasted without drawing. Truss them in the same manner as woodcocks. Number 1062 Roast them before a clear fire, keep them well basted, and serve on toast. Time, about twenty minutes. Average cost, seldom bought, sufficient, two for a dish. Seasonable, from October to December. The quail. Quails are almost universally diffused over Europe, Asia, and Africa 
Being birds of passage, they are seen in immense flocks, traversing the Mediterranean Sea from Europe to Africa, in the autumn, and returning again in the spring, frequently alighting in their passage on many of the islands of the archipelago, which, with the vast numbers, they almost completely cover. On the western coasts of the Kingdom of Naples, they have appeared in such prodigious numbers, that within the compass of four or five miles, as many as a hundred thousand have been taken in a day. From these circumstances, says a writer on natural history, it appears highly probable that the quails which supplied the Israelites with food during their journey through the wilderness were sent thither on their passage to the north by a wind from the southwest, sweeping over Egypt and Ethiopia towards the shores of the Red Sea. In England they are not very numerous, although they breed in it, and many of them are said to remain throughout the year, changing their quarters from the interior parts of the country for the sea coast. To Dress Snipes 1047 Ingredients Snipes, butter, flour, toast Mode These, like woodcocks, should be dressed without being drawn, pluck and wipe them outside, and truss them with the head under the wing, having previously skinned that and the neck. Twist the legs at the first joint, press the feet upon the thighs, and pass a skewer through these and the body. Place four on a skewer, tie them on to the jack or spit, and roast before a clear fire for about quarter hour. Put some pieces of buttered toast into the dripping pan to catch the trails. Flour and froth the birds nicely. Dish the pieces of toast with the snipes on them, and pour round, but not over them, a little good brown gravy. They should be sent to table very hot and expeditiously, or they will not be worth eating. See Coloured Plate M1. Time, about quarter hour. Average cost, one shilling sixpence to two shillings the brace. Sufficient, four for a dish. Seasonable, from November to February. Note, Ortolans are trussed and dressed in the same manner. The snipe. This is a migratory bird and is generally distributed over Europe. It is found in most parts of England, in the high as well as the low lands, depending much on the weather. In very wet seasons it resorts to the hills, but at other times frequents marshes, where it can penetrate the earth with its bill hunting for worms, which form its principal food. In the Hebrides and the Orkneys, snipes are plentiful, and they are fattest in frosty weather. In the breeding season the snipe changes its note entirely from that which it has in the winter. The male will keep on wing for an hour together, mounting like a lark and uttering a shrill piping noise. Then, with a bleating sound, not unlike that made by an old goat, 
it will descend with great velocity, especially if the female be sitting in her nest, from which it will not wander far. Roast Teal 1048 Ingredients Teal, butter, a little flour Mode Choose fat, plump birds after the frost has set in, as they are generally better flavoured. Truss them in the same manner as wild duck. Number 1022. Roast them before a brisk fire, and keep them well basted. Serve with brown or orange gravy, watercresses, and a cut lemon. The remains of teal make excellent hash. Time from 9 to 15 minutes. Average cost, 1 shilling each, but seldom bought. Sufficient, 2 for a dish. Seasonable, from October to February. End of section 51.